With the first pick overall, the New Jersey Devils are proud to select from the U.S. program, Jack Hughes. Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. It is all things hockey talk and all things centric around the game. And it's also New Jersey Devils talk as well. And please enjoy the show. Hey. Good evening, everybody. How are we doing? Well, we are doing good. We're betting on time. A good time, hopefully, tonight. Uh just gonna patch in our boy uh Chris Wassel of Dauber Prospect. Oh, that's it. So Oh baby ho- here we go. This connection gets to him. Hopefully this connection gets better. And so I think I'll go up on the third. Yeah, floor. your connection is a little sloppy. The the router's up there. Yeah, your connection's sloppy. Come on, you better than that. Like what? What's up with that, man? You better than that. Like, what's that move? I know. I know my Wi-Fi is good. Yeah, but come on. I know my wireless is good, but hopefully, yeah. I'm just trying to make sure. Yeah, I sent the link to. All right, Chris. I'll let him know. Yeah. So we get him on here, you know, Chris Wassel, NHL yeah, full press, you know, get it all, talk it all, you know, we'll do it all. Full press, NHL. We d- 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 discuss the important topics going yeah, on. Yeah, we'll talk about, especially yeah, we'll talk in- about what's going on in NHL. This is not, and I preface this to anybody listening, you want my opinion on what's going on in the world? You're not getting it. So this is, this is sports. We're, this is sports so, slash hockey. This is this is this is a hockey podcast. This is what we talk about. Understand, um, there's things going on right now, but there are other places for that. This is the time where we can have some fun, talk some hockey, a lot of news to get to, a lot of fun stuff. So we'll just wait for him to come on. Here he is. There he is. Oh, oh, here is the man of the hour, Chris Wassel of Dauber Prospects. I'm doing pretty doing good, guys. Uh, I, I have to say, um, I, I do have seriously, or will at least at some point, have a top 10 reasons for being quarantined list at some point on the site in the summer. Because um, we have to have something to do. I mean, you know, there's no, there's no hockey for, what, another, say, conservatively seven, eight weeks. Yeah, July. We're looking at end of July, right? Something like that. End of July sounds good. Yeah, usually uh, June is basically the yeah. end of the Stanley Cup, and it's the beginning of the June draft. It would have been the June draft. Um, Chris, we always know how to keep ourselves busy, even in quarantine. How have you been keeping yourself <sighs> occupied in the quarantine, and how are you thinking of other current events and topics that 
most people usually wouldn't think about during this type of period. One of the oddest things that I, that I, that I noticed right around mid-March, and I had this just ominous feeling that we were headed down this road. Um, I got smart. So naturally, as most people know, aside from being, being a Devils fan and a sports writer and such, I eat a slight amount of food. <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> I think I okay. killed you on that too. Uh, so, needless to, needless to say, there 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 are some people that share my my ability to eat food, and in ridiculous amounts. This this gets this gets really good. Um, last year, I decided uh, it wasn't enough to try a spicy jalapeno t- station diner. Uh, no, no, no. This was not enough. So for Thanksgiving, uh, my next door neighbor kind of egged me on with this a little bit, and I went for it. They have two five-pound turkey legs and two turkey wings that I would say probably are in the range of a pound and a half to two and a half pounds. Obviously, wow. obviously bones <laughs> take away some of the weight, et cetera, so you're not truly eating like 15 pounds of meat. But it feels like you're eating at least half a turkey. Um, <laughs> the manager of the place is like, "You're really going for this, aren't you?" And I'm like, "I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> I'm starving. You don't you do not understand." It's like I am. A, I am about a buck forty soaking. About to, at the time, I'm about a buck forty soaking wet, maybe. Um, and he's like, "All right, we'll we'll record this for the heck of it," and. He's like, you want anything? I was like, I want your new hot sauce. I was like, jalapeno just isn't enough. So he pulls he pulls out this like mango <laughs> habanero that's more habanero aged hobbit aged, not just habanero aged. So Ooh. it's a little hotter than the average, Ooh. but the mango it does something to the turkey that I can't exp- I, I don't know with dark with dark meat it, it makes just it, does something, and it just melts in it, your mouth easier I and believe. before i knew it within a half hour those two turkey legs and those two wings were gone along with the with the with the, with the cranberry stuffing oh my uh, god wait 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 oh. the cranberry stuffing the corn the mixed vegetables the 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 rye bread oh oh and and not to mention the mashed potatoes wow with, with, with gravy Oh, this guy was crushing Ooh. some now, food now, oh. big time. Now that this sounds like now, a party now, now, of joy. Now, of course, you know people. You know, even my like my people around the tables are just looking at me like, the heck. Obviously, they're not saying heck at that point. The, right. the guy behind me looks like a carbon copy of Santa Claus. And just looks at me and goes, "So, what do you want for Christmas this year?" And I'm like, "You know, to be honest, I was like, I'll take a 15 by 10 pan of lasagna and a turkey." Um, and he's like, "Wait a minute!" Wait, he's like, "Wait a minute, you eat lasagna Italian too?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." Oh, yeah. Uh, so he, oh, he's he's like, Jersey "I have a secret." It. He's like, "I do know Casey Webb personally," and I'm like, "Really?" I was like, "I'll go on Man versus Food anytime, any day." You give me the challenge, I'll take it on. Um, so this summer, there may be a possibility that I may appear in a future, future, future distant episode, whenever this crazy quarantine is um, is actually over. 
because I legitimately ate a half of a 28 pound freaking turkey and then proceeded to dust off all the trimming. <laughs> yeah, oh, you did. Oh, oh, oh and I, I think oh, a juice cleanse is coming. Insult. I then had three slices of cheesecake and a slice Come of apple pie. What? Yo, this guy is crushing oh. food right now. <laughs> you're, you're, you're crushing, you're crushing better than Homer Simpson crushes beers. No, it, it, it is true. People, people, <laughs> you know, sit there and ask. It's like, well, you know, what's the, what's the most food you've ever eaten and lived? And it's like, probably, probably, probably last thing. I probably would be honest. I mean, yeah. Have I finished off a fifteen by ten casserole dish of lasagna by myself? Yes. Um, yo, <laughs> yo, where does it go? All right. <laughs> I probably would have. I probably would have pounded at least two small poutines mm-hmm. in New York yep. City, um, easily. Um, speaking of uh, f- yes. really good food and hockey, uh, what what are you most hungry about now that you got? We some finally nuggets? got something, right? Um, right. I know exactly. We got something. Yeah, it looks like we got a little bit of something to work around the plate with the main dish which should be this upcoming schedule, but we also got the playoff format. So let's work on this 24-team thing that uh, – what oh, is the, now this, the new format? Although I don't necessarily like the fact that it's 24 teams, there's this little part of me that was hoping for 20. Um, it'll be 20 next season. Don't worry. I, I think I think so. And, and it it, will. It'll, it'll harken back to the days of the late 70s when my dad used to sit there and be like, Remember the play in series, son? And I'm like, yeah. The three the games. That's the three play in. Um, I asked Kenny Danico about that once, and he's like, yeah, screw that three game play in. Um, that, that didn't end well that year. It was like no. the only time the scouts were actually any anywhere near halfway decent. Uh, in their existence out, out in Colorado was that one year, and they got just freight trained uh, in ways that cannot be imagined. But all joking aside, I'm in, I'm intrigued to see some of the series just for for the plot lines that are already emerging, like Toronto and Columbus. Apparently, Cam Atkinson fired the first shot eight weeks before the series even starts or is supposed to start. I mean, yeah, it, it's. Um, and, and for it, it, it was, and then, and then Arizona was yeah, like Arizona voting no. Allegedly vo- voted no. Then we found out it was another team. Then we thought Pittsburgh had voted no, but it wasn't Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, it's the NHL. You have your own series of little bits of intrigue without having much in the way of intrigue because there's really not much to it. It's like, oh, oh, that's it, really. You you voted. You voted no just because you didn't like the team you play. We're going to play against Carolina. Um, yeah, Carolina's got to play the Rangers. Yeah, they don't want to play the Rangers. They they really don't. I I mean I would I would be afraid to play would, the Rangers too, considering we, you lost four times to them in the regular season. I mean you could throw it out the window because it start it's like a new season anyway. But I mean I'd be scared to play that team. They're getting healthier. Granted, we're all Devils fans here. We all, but right, taking the glasses off for a minute, and you look at the team, and you just see Panarin right there. You're just like, all right, well, they they have a chance to win. How 
they they have a chance to win, but do you think that they would stand a chance versus Carolina's defense and Carolina's goaltender? The, the, the unknown is Carolina's goaltender. We really we have no clue. We have no clue how they're going to perform. And to be fair, we don't we don't know what Shesterkin's going to do in the playoffs either. Because who the heck knows? Um, it, things go poorly to start for the Rangers. Do they do they go back to Lundqvist? or does Lundqvist start Game One? I mean, there's we ha- there's somewhat of an idea that Lundqvist is not going to start the first game of the playoffs. That, that's the that's the belief. First of all, as as as, as somebody who follow and I, I don't know if you guys follow the tournament, the NCAA men's basketball tournament, uh, the playoffs start in the first round. This is the playing round. I know I'm just trying to be. I, I like to butt in and, and say things like yep. that, but sure. but it is the playing <laughs> round. It's not really the playoffs. I know because no one really knows what these stats are going to be like either. Like are they, they're just going to go away like after this round. Yeah, that's a, that's another good question. We were trying we were trying to ask this for the sake, and this is for the sake of say fantasy hockey playoff pools out there. What do we do? Because um, <clears throat> nothing's been set up yet. Uh, I've talked to a few people from office pools. I've even talked to some people from DraftKings and FanDuel, et cetera. And even you know, monkey as they they start to expand expand a little further, but can't really <laughs> say officially yet. Um, and they're all saying the same basic thing. We don't know. We have no clue, Chris. Why do you keep asking? Because I have people literally every day on Twitter and social media that are asking me the very same question. I just want something <clears throat> to go. Oh, it, it, it's like the old it's like the old rock ballad. I want something to believe in. I mean, come on. Give 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 me give me a little nugget or morsel to, to at least chew on. And it doesn't work that way. So basically, as it stands now, as we all know, best of five first round format, reseeding after at least the first round, probably going to be reseeding. I would love to see reseeding after every round, personal. I really do. I, I hope I hope they actually do go through with this. Um, I do like that. Not to exactly just butt in for nothing, but, like, I know, like, in 2012 and so on and so forth, you know, the Devils were the sixth seed and the Kings were the eighth seed. I would rather see, like, if you have a one or a two or whatever, you have that team that's close to one another that plays that next best team. I like seeing that. I want to see an upset of a of a team versus team ranking or – how good this team could be or how good this team may be potentially in the playoffs. Like we all look at the Rangers right now as they could look really good in the, the regular season or okay enough to just get to a 2014 play uh, playoff format. But do you think their goaltending will hold up versus a team that is usually a really good wild card in Carolina or it, it can hold up. It's, it's capable of holding up any, any rookie goaltender can catch fire. Uh, I brought, yes, Brian Boucher only because I wound up watching this at one o'clock in the morning uh, uh, this morning. The, the, in, the, the, the classic, or as I like to call it, the game that nearly killed me. Um, no, literally I nearly got killed by a bunch <laughs> of flyers fans. 
exiting the arena. Uh, it, it is never a good idea to down about 15 to 18 beers, watch one of your favorite players score a series clinching goal, and yell at the top of the, uh, your lungs with many expletives included, <laughs> your team sucks, choked, and can suck my, yup, exactly. Yup. Yup. Oh, and wow. my friends are looking oh, at me no. like, oh, no. oh, he's gone. <laughs> He's so he's gone. dead. He, he's yeah. so dead. And I, oh, mind <laughs> you, we're sitting in a section of the old, old arena where literally, old Philly arena where literally it's a sea of orange. And people yeah. turn in unison, and I'm like, uh oh. Oh. Now, he's dead. Now, he's a goner. Bigger. They waited for the final two minutes and 32 seconds to run off the clock, by the way. We did not. We went down to about where the arena exit was, where they had TVs and watched the end. And then we hauled ass. It didn't matter. We still had about 20 to 30 people chasing us. Got into the SEPTA station just in time as the door closed and was about five feet from getting stabbed by some blunt object. I don't know if it was a knife or not. and made our way across into New Jersey to Trenton and got away. Wow. So you basically took the, what was it, Philly's like version of engine transit and you got it into yep. an engine transit train back, got, back home. Yeah. Got lucky. And, I mean, it's crazy. I, I mean, I was watching that game on television. Like, I remember getting the, the, the crap I was getting in school because, like, everybody was like, Yo, you devils, they're going to lose this and that. Because everybody knew how big a devil fan I was. And I'm like, you know, the series isn't over yet. Like, because I just had to sit through games three and four at the old yeah. building. And I'm like, series isn't over yet. Like, it's going to happen. And then they come out and they kill him in game five. And the, obviously you had Larry Robinson's speech and all this stuff. And I said, all right, it's 3-2. They're like, they're still going to lose. Lindros is coming back. And like me at the time, I'm like, yeah, but he hasn't played in a while. You, the Devils are playing better. They're home ice. You'll see what's going to happen. Devils play well. Claw them you. You know, McGillany. All right, going back. And and then all of a sudden I hear, yeah, I'm like, it's game seven. What happened to the Devils losing? Oh, well, it's still game seven. They can lose tonight. It's like, yeah, I don't think so. I'm like, now I can feel my oats again. I was like, yeah, no they're winning tonight uh they're gonna win and of course elias you know gets the winner and the rest is history um but yeah no talking about hmm. a rookie goal get catching fire i mean brian boucher like no one really knew who this guy was and then he <clears throat> you know has the flyers in the conference final and and it was just like all right i guess again he gets hot and the devils couldn't find the back of the net after dominating five and a half periods of the first two games and like went into a shell. Yeah, it's just kind of, kind of weird how uh, New Jersey completely dominated game six. It, 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 was, it was a thorough demolition. Game five was not, though. People often forget that. Uh, scoring chances were pretty even. The game was pretty even for the most part until uh, late, late in the second period. As actually, of all people, a freaking Jay Pandolfo hit. I mean, yes. people, 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 look, <laughs> Pando, I, I man. used to get on Pandolfo and his ability to have hands of stone. 
and it's true. He did. I mean, you know, we we loved we loved Jay, but come on, he 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 did have the most unique, uniquely bad timing when it came to just screwing up breakaways. Just one of those things. Um, but he hit he hits John Leclaire in the middle of the ice, and people just look. I looked at somebody and it was just like, oh, that could be a game changer a little bit. Because even Leclerc was just like, what? what, what? It's like, and <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, from that, po- from that point of game five on, it was just a completely different series. Uh, obviously, you know, that was one game five. They went on the, they went on the win game six, although it was a little dicier at first than people. People tend to, tend to remember. Yeah, I mean, I I remember. I just remember watching that. I remember watching it because um, my buddy, um, like obviously, I was about to say my buddy was going to text me, but there was no texting back then. Um, my buddy called me at the back end, at the you know yeah. when I got home, and he's like, "Hey, did you ever see a replay of what happened at the end of the second period?" I'm like, "I could barely like I had yep. it on the screen, but it was hard to see angles." But he's like, "Yo, just watch the replay." I'm like. Damn, that was really close to getting the Flyers a one nothing lead at the end of yeah. that second period. People, people often, people often forget that there are a lot of moments in that series where it's just like, wow, this could have went either, really went either way. I mean, you imagine if the Flyers had actually won that year, we'd never hear the end of it, ever. Right. Jesus, they would say it all throughout, oh, like oh, anything yeah, with the, Comcast. The alone. Um. But they would have. But they would have lost to the stars. Right, so right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you'd still hear. But you still hear it. Still hear it. But I don't know if we would hear it as much as if they had won. Like that's like the one thing I hear about. Like when I when I would like go to, like flip to 2012. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, but you didn't complete the job like we did in '94. I said yeah, but if you remember in Game Seven, Trevor Linden has an open net and hits the outside of the net. Yeah. So Yeah, that was that was what that was one of those games where literally look that was one of those series where to be honest, the Rangers got bailed out by the by the Canucks. Uh how often does yeah. Pavel Burry miss on a penalty shot? Exactly. He doesn't. Especially especially that especially that that period of time, that basically that two, three year window with how dominant he was. Um there were a lot of things in that series that Ranger fans forget. I mean, even Mike Richter said it's like he had never seen he had never seen an offense other than say the the ninety six World Cup of Hockey that was this talented. So, you know, I tend to take Richter at his word. There, he's he's a very honest honest fellow when it comes to uh, assessing teams and and how they are. Uh, yeah, Canucks were dominant. I mean, they were dominant, but they had a good offense. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, Burray, Linden uh, was on. I think McGillney was on. No, he was still yeah. in Buffalo, right? Yeah, he was still in Buffalo. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but he I was mean, a defender just too. up and down. I mean, I think Courtney was on that team. I mean, McC- McLean and Net. I mean, I mean, what Burray did against the Flames, uh, that that triple overtime hat trick goal. Was a perfect example of a breakaway, and you know he just buries it. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, it's so crazy how the game has changed, like from now, from then until and and now, it's just so different. And but it's it's just good to be talking hockey and good to get back to talking hockey 
because I think we all need it. Um, we do. Right. We need a little puck in our life, you know, a little, uh, Always a little, little um, bit of pucks and brimstone. And it, and it's great to, uh, it's great that everybody's going to get back on the ice, um, Monday, June 8th, because I think the NHL officially came out with their statements that phase two starts Monday, phase even two. though we all know guys have been skating in secret locations. Well, in, not in even Sweden. just in Sweden, but in the United States that have been undetected because they're athletes and they want to stay in shape. Yeah, undetected, exactly. Air quotes. Um, how are they managing to keep so secretive? Not using social media. Um, I want to talk to Chris about the situation about Judd Brackett and uh, Mike Gillis. Um, what do you think about Mike Gillis in a uh, hockey ops role and it's, Judd Brackett it's not possibly coming over bad, to New Jersey? It can't hurt. Although I, I will say this. The job that the Devils have done, particularly in the last three, four seasons, as far as drafting prospects, has been much improved. You, you, see, you see it in Binghamton. You saw it especially this year uh, where they had – and it's a shame the season got cut off the way it did there. Uh, Binghamton was the worst team in the league the first two months of the season. And we all know the reason why, and we, we, we can't really sugarcoat this anymore. John Hines' system sucked. Yeah. It did. It was terrible. It absolutely it was terrible. did. It was Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Honestly, and, and it's not just right the, and there, it, it wasn't just the there system you because you had the decision making that compounded the, the the flaws of the system in the first place. And you combined the two, and you just sat there. You, you wanted to bang your head against the wall, and then the fact that Binghamton played the exact same style, where you're waiting for the abandonment to come. And as soon as that occurred, they turned. And it was the team that I kind of expected from the start of the season. Uh, in a little bit of overdrive, to be honest. Uh, uh, Gil Sam won like 14 of his last 17 starts to end the season. Um, he, you know, he looked like the prospect that I saw over, over in Europe. Nathan Bastian one of those players literally that has improved at every level that he's been in. And the funny part is about the super buddies. He's passed his buddy as far as development. Yeah, and he has. I, I said this on um, all about the Jersey last month. I was like, look, people should have seen this coming. I mean, yes, Michael McLeod has a good bit of speed. He has a good bit of talent. Unfortunately, his his style of play does not fit into what the Devils are doing. It really is like square peg meets round hole. And it, it, until he gets <laughs> it in his head that he has to adapt at least more than half the game, this is how it's going to be for him, unfortunately. And he's not going to see the ice time that he probably should. And he's not going to get the results that he probably should. Now, late in the season, it did start to get a little better for him as far as scoring chances and such. 
But this pause won't help in the fact that there's going to be this immense rest. Um, there's question marks there, too. We don't know when the AHL season is going to actually start. There, there's some talk that it could start a little while before the NHL even gets started. Just because they don't want the AHL. They don't want AHL players to be resting for 10 to 11 months. Um, that's that's at least the thought process. Yeah, you, you can't have yeah. that. That's, that's do, overblown. Do, do you think that uh, – do you think they – do you think it would be like a November start time then for them? Or do you think a normal start that they I tend to think have? that they're going to go as close to normal as they feasibly can at this point. Uh, the problem, the problem will be, well, when does, when will the NHL season end? And that answer probably is right around sometime late, very, 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 very late September, or early October, depending on how fast these playoffs go. I'm tending to think October guys, the more the more I look at it, and it could be as late as October twelfth or fifteenth that I've heard. So Well, cause because I know we seen we cut so because we know the NBA mm-hmm. has said game seven of the NBA finals yes. will be October twelfth. So if you think about it, best of five play in, that's probably gonna move pretty quickly. I could definitely see a sweep or two, you know. You have to win three games. We've seen a ton of times teams have won three games mm-hmm. in a series before, so that could move. But with four rounds being best of seven, similar to what we've always – it's every exactly what we always have, I could definitely see it being dragged it, out. It, it could. Um, and it, it could also go a little shorter. It could be around October 1st. I, I, I kind of hope so in a way, um, for selfish reasons, obviously. Because I want a, I want a little, I want a little bit of a break before. Right, it's going to be I, a mess. Uh, the fly, the fly yeah. in the ointment, and we hate to involve other sports here on the show, but you're going to have to inevitably. If you have college football, you have the NFL. You have college football. we don't know when the, the NFL end of is baseball. going to officially start. If they're going to start on time, or if they're going to wait a month. Uh, I mean, all signs point to college football and the yeah. NFL starting until, on time. Until I hear something otherwise, it's it's what I've been told to go with. And basically, some ug ug betting writers have basically said, hey, Chris, you know, you want to get prepared for it just in case that it starts on time. Usually means, hey, it probably will start on time, barring something unforeseen. Right. Right, and... I just want to see on the the betting side of things. Um, what do you think of the Devils being partnered with like MGM and Caesars? You know, due to the I'm fact the surprised. owners have ties I, I like to it personally. those businesses. I, mean, I, I did. I did use the William Hill, uh, Hill um, uh, betting. Oh yeah, I did. I did. I I made, I made a, few, a few dollars. During, I made a few the bucks season. too, uh, in, including certain. Hey, it's the devil's over. Look at that. We're gonna bet the crap out of this thing until until it <laughs> until it busts. It was like it was like the Chicago over the year before. <laughs> you bet the first period over. You just kept betting it and betting it and betting it. And it hit like twenty five out of twenty nine games at one point. It's just a ridiculous number that you you're never I won't say never going to see again. Because with scoring up, it's it's now more of a possibility again. But it's just it was just the sheer 
absurdity of it. And then there was that one Devils Blackhawks game where you just could see it coming from a mile away. It's like, oh, this is, there's going to just be scoring yeah. galore. And sure enough, obviously, you know. Mm-hmm. That, rem- that reminds me of not this season, but this past season when Sammy Vaughn and Kevin Rooney all scored yep. goals in like a 7-5 to Devils win over the Blackhawks when, uh, what yeah. was it? What was his name? Cam Ward was in net for the, the Chicago Blackhawks. The, that the slightly mortal. I knew Cam there was going to be some magic. There's, there's right. no, there's no immortal, just very mortal. Uh, very mortal. He had the one year with Carolina, and even then, <laughs> and even then, they probably shouldn't have won. But we we digress. Um, speaking of, um, I know we mentioned Carolina's goaltending. Have you heard anything about the injuries? Like from the game that David Ayers like just came in and you know shut out the Maple Leafs. Has there like I haven't really heard much like from you know people I've talked to about the, the like is you know Carolina's goaltending right? You know as, the guys as, are hurt as still. Far right? as there there is some good news at least with this. If you're Carolina, <laughs> um, look let, let's be honest. Is Peter Morazic a world beating goaltender? Every so often, he's a great backup. But he's a great I mean, backup. In the playoffs, he can catch fire like he, like he almost did briefly for one fleeting moment or two. He's okay. As far as far as anyone knows, Mrazek will be will be ready for for round one. That's not that's not an issue, um, at all. So. Don't don't worry about that. He'll probably he'll probably be the he'll probably be the game one starter as well. I I, I have to think. Um, now, James Reimer, on the other hand, as far as I know, now don't quote me on this. He is he should be able to go as, as well. I mean, there's enough. To, there's enough time. You know, you're not playing until the end of July, so uh, do not do not worry too much about you know what, what you may hear. It's going to be very quiet, though. At least, at least, at least until yeah, training. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, it it really has mm. been. I mean, it, it's funny. I start I started reading through some of the rumor sites just just for the heck of it. You know, because yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> I work in the market. I, I work with Mark Easton of my NHL trade rumors. I work. I work with the with the certain mystery guy from NHL Rumors Daily. I've been on his. Sh- yeah. I've been on his show with Pat, Pat Fitzgerald a couple times. And like, you know, and the first thing I always get is, "That's the guy. That's that jerk that injures players." And it's like, great. Oh yeah, the, in- yeah, just, the injury ninja. Just, the injury, it just lends the right in. It's like, oh, thanks, you know. Injury ninja. It's like, you know, and and the other thing I get is it really true what they say about a certain Florida Panthers player that you may have like seen a skate explode on the ice, and I'm like, yep. That makes me think of like. Oh, I've seen a player's skate blade on the Devils or any other team just fall out, and you go like, 
you have to crawl yourself across the ice. Yeah, this was just complete help. utter like that's what I think. The stitches came out, the skate blade, the 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 screws to where the skate blade is mounted. I mean, it all just came apart. I mean, it's just there's there's no word there's no words for pain there. Oof. That that's a lot of pain. It's definitely it's an NASCAR, NASCAR blowout. blowout. I know I've been um, I know I've been hearing and you know reading a little bit about potentially the seven teams that are you know doing nothing right now right. while they can trade with each other and prepare for a draft that will happen sometime in October. Um, I heard that come the fall they and if the home cities are like mm-hmm. better with all this, they might be able to play They're against have each to other. Do something. Um, there's no way that they can go that many months without playing. You figure it, it could be what? Yeah, 11 it's just months, out- 10, 11 months. Yeah, it's just nine. Yeah, that, I mean, just, nine to just, 11 it's months. Just an out- it's an outrageous amount that borders on the ridiculous. It needs to be like some sort of like preseason type of format, you know, between rookies when the draft is done or something else like, you know, inter-team play, you know, just just to keep the guys fresh enough to yeah, I mean, get ready for the next season. It's it's just something else. I mean, there's a lot of players, too, that are at least going to be, oh, I don't know, healthy, which is which is good news for everybody involved. Um, um, actually, a mi- more like a mile long list. You know, we we laugh about this, but it's really true. I mean, I started I started looking at this, and yes, indeed, Reimer will be ready to go for round one. Um, yeah, le- le- leave it to me to to f- find this right away. From yeah, thanks, Chip Alexander, for replying to me quickly. Um, you know. It's, it's like, geez, ten o'clock on a random on a random <laughs> June night where there's no hockey being played, and within five minutes, not even five minutes, there you go. Um, but I kind of thought he was. However, when when I do this, and especially especially with the rumors and such, one of one of my concrete rules is this: I like to at least have two sources, minimum, bare minimum. Bare minimum. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I agree. 100%. I, I've seen it. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys remember um, a certain Chicago player that had been rumored to be traded to the Devils about five, six years ago. Um, there's a cup. There's a cup. There's a couple of these that yeah around the deadline Ooh. that fell through. Uh, everybody remembers the Scott Gomez trade to San Jose that never happened. For for it was Gomez and it was Gomez and a two picks for Tony Solani. Oof. Yep. Oh, that I think yeah. I saw someone uh, talking about that one. That somebody said that that didn't fall through. Or the uh, or the um, because I had two guys on this and I'll never forget it. In uh, I was I think it was thirteen. Yeah, it was thirteen yeah. at the trade deadline. I had two guys text me. Marty's out. He's traded to Minnesota. What? I was like, wait, what? I was like, I'm like, you serious? He's like, yeah, I got it twice. I was huh. like, oh, okay. But then later on, it, it changed. I'm like, wait, what happened? He's like, Marty changed his mind. It's true. 
I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, he was gone. He was to Minnesota. Wow. I know he was. Well, 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 oh, what was shit. the return on, on that? Going, yeah. He asked me to go back yeah, that was to 13 sort, on this. That was an odd sort of deal, too, because at the time, the Devils were really not sure if they should sign. Um, Marty, after, after the season, this is remember that they had acquired Snyder in the That's summer. There was a considerable amount of acrimony between the two goaltenders uh, to the point right. where um, allegedly one did not get on the team plane and was headed towards the Bahamas before cooler heads prevailed. Yeah, there was a lot of... Jeff Frazee. There's a lot of stuff because I know everybody knows and feels that Schneider probably should have started the stadium series game, but because Brodeur was the guy, been there with the whole team, it was the yeah. Devils outdoor game. He needed to start, but it was like, wait a minute, he really isn't playing well. Why does he deserve this? Like, it was all, it was just so much going on at that time. And like, yeah, he was, de- he was definitely yeah. gone. And I think he had a change of heart. And, that's as far as I know. I know, you know, Chris has just said the same, pretty much confirmed what I've heard and was told that day. Um, but it, it was just so weird that day. It was really weird. It just goes to show you, like, how, how crazy, how, how crazy any sport can be, but particularly, well, yeah, hockey. Uh, it's, it's yeah. Got its, I mean, look, there's, there's stories that we couldn't even sit there and, and print. It's like, well, wait, 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 no, no. No, no, can't do it. Why not? Can't do it. No. And and don't forget the JG Pajot trade that went through, but then there was the other trade that Lou Lamorello didn't follow Mm -hmm. through on. I believe it was the Zach Parise trade, and that didn't go through because I believe, you know, I think it was, what, TSN or or Sportsnet? They talked about it with one of their code breakers, and apparently later they were like, "Oh, yeah. and uh, Lou Lamorello uh, terminated, terminated because the he realistically so like, did not think he could work out the parameters for wow. it by three p.m. Just flat out, just didn't think he could do it. At first, he thought he could, and then he just kind of said, "No, it's not happening." Yeah, there's Lou's always been up to things like that. But like thinking about GMs, what do you think about Tommy Fitzgerald going forward? If he is the, I I hope he is. By uh, Uh, I've seen enough to clearly form an form an opinion that at least has some. I wouldn't call it merit, but at least has enough information to go on to say if it's a yes or no and with Fitzgerald it's definitely more more of a yes than anything um he's shown he's shown an ability to be adapted to trademark trade deadline just enough um he realizes what the team has and doesn't have he 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 knows he knows the team shortcomings better than most anybody he's seen what's worked i the goaltending, thankfully, uh, when, when it's healthy, I, I, uh, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood. Uh, yeah, absolutely. 
there there's going to be always I, concerns I love his play. and and the the inevitable but, lower region. It's just it, it's always going to be. It's just it's it's a part of life, guys. We're gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> I, I know the whole concussion. Nah, not worried about the, you know, puck. That I mean, the guys. And I'm not worried about him losing more teeth, but I, no. I, I always worry about. I'm not worried things. about him losing more and teeth. It's the two worst things you worry about in a goalie: the hit and the groin. Um, you have people yeah. have to remember that Mackenzie Blackwood did a lot of work exactly. in about a 12 to 15 month period to improve his ability to even be able to scramble off the ground. It was one of the biggest pet peeves that people had two years ago in develop, development camp for him was excellent goalie, but if you got him down, forget it. I mean, you could score on him. You could score on him in your sleep. Right. And... Speaking of goaltending, you know, we always talk about Yaroslav Oskarov. Um, another goaltender I've been looking at in this draft class uh, from, if I remember correctly, in the QMJHL, it's uh, Samuel Klavai, the Slovak goaltender. I heard it's his second draft year. Do you think an extra year of preparation for a goaltender like him it absolutely would benefit him hurt. greatly for, for goalies like that. It, it helps. It helps in a way that we, we, we don't under, we don't always understand. And it's beyond saying goaltending is voodoo because it's not you either. You, you, you either have it, you don't have it, or you're going to develop it eventually. And, some players just fall into that third category, and he he is one of them. It's going to take time, especially at, at each level he adjusts to will just take a little bit more time than maybe people have patience for. And I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. He, he he's going to be just fine. So you know, obviously, you know, you know, we talk about you know. Devils ownership, you know, we feel that Tom Fitzgerald's going to be the general manager of the team, which is good because now they can put a direction and a and a sense of all right, you know, this is the way we're going. Too much last year of up and down. We didn't know what we're doing. Okay, we're, are we a contender? Are we not? Oh, middle of the pack. What are we? Middle of the pack. If, you know, when they make the decision on to, as because as of right now, Tommy is doing everything. He's interviewing coaches. Who do you see as the obviously? You know, obviously everybody likes certain guys, but who is your ideal coach for this team the, going the, forward? This is this is really where it gets it gets tough because there's a lot of good points with these coaches, and there's a lot of that. Uh, Ricard Gromberg, no, and the only reason why it, no is because it just gets this sense that he's happy where he's at. And it's like, okay, fine. You, you don't want to come over. All right, let's, let's stop playing even talking to him at this point. After that, Peter Laviolette, this team's probably not at the level you would need New Jersey to be for him to be a good fit. It, it really, you're really not at that point. There's too, there's too many structural flaws with this Devils team for Lavila to come in and turn, turn this team around. So, and yet, and yet they, 
Yeah, and yet they seem gravitated. But it seems like, but it seems like the land, which is which is strange. Because Laviolette has a similar system. That's my, that's my concern. Which didn't work here in New Jersey. There, there, there's there's some tweaks, but it is the same. It's the same yeah. basic system, uh, and it didn't work in Nashville. We saw saw kind of what happened with Hines in Nashville, where it 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 worked and didn't. It, oh, actually, well, now let me rephrase that. It actually worked in spite of him. At times. It really did. It worked in spite of him. Well, because they have the they have they, a, they do they have more they have better players too by far and away. Yeah, by far and away, absolutely. Um, you have Yossi on the back end. You have Ryan Ellis on the back end, and you really have Irwin and a couple other really good mm-hmm. players. Yeah, you have uh, Forsberg, really you have Arvidsson, Philip Forsberg, uh, Duchesne was just you Duchesne. know starting to come back a little bit before before the season's you know pause. He had a he had a really nice start, slumped for quite a while, and then the last few weeks started to look more like he he was in October. But that partly was also because of how he was deployed too. Uh, it's not talk all. God and then Heinz kind of, kind kind of compounded that, and that's where people draw the Heinz the Laviolette comparisons, and you know it, get, it gets problematic. Yeah. You know, and after that you get to you get to Gerard Gallant. I mean, Gallant probably the probably the best guy to coach this team at this point because he's taken a team of misfits to the Stanley Cup final, and. This team is pretty. The devil. This devil's team is pretty dysfunctional, uh, especially defensively. They really are. It is. It's, there's no. There's no other yeah. way around it. Yeah. Um, it's. It's. You throw. You're throwing a whole bunch of things together, and you're hoping it somewhat survives. Um, right. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, they're just. It, that defense is just so. It's weak. I mean, it's going to get better. Eventually, um, there is there is a lot there, of promise, a lot in of the pipeline. prospects in the pipeline for the Devils. Um, I know, I know. The draft analyst has said this in the past. You know, this is a top. This is a top four or five team prospect wise in in the NHL without a legit number one prospect, which is very hard to do. They don't have like that guy in the system that you go, oh, okay, he's definitely playing next year. He's going to make a humongous impact. They have a bunch of guys that can make good to very good impacts. And that balance just lends you to believe, hey, Devils may be one one or two very good players from maybe not this year, but maybe next year doing some damage. And then speaking of prospects, I mean, they got one in, yeah. in the trade for Blake Holmes. It's a project, foot. though. I mean, it's, it's a project because of a the injuries and b yes. well, it's a good shot. There's some, it's it's not it's not his speed skating wise. It's his first it's his first several strides, especially especially after getting caught flat footed. That that's been that's been his biggest weakness. But that can be worked on. Twenty first century, that can be worked on. That- 
absolutely years ago that was a kiss of death and right he right it's not a kiss of death these days because it's skill power smarts sense stick handling just to name some skills off the bat that are necessary in today's game um i want to talk about those one or two players you know ty smith comes to mind um you have Riley Walsh, who may take a little bit longer. Who else do you see uh, besides? There, there, there's uh, a lot. A couple now, of names that I went, just threw we, out there. It's almost like spanning the globe, but uh, literally, and this is good news for every Devils fan. Just, just we can actually say that hey, there's, there's, there's players in the pipeline that look good, that actually are decent that can play and put the puck in the back of the net. It's kind of a nice, yeah, yeah it's a kind of a nice thing because for quite a while, I mean, look, the Devils drafted bust after bust after bust after bust. There'd be one or two guys that, that hit pretty well. But, you know, we, 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 we did this, took a, took a look and took, took a, you know, kick tires around a little bit. Um, I'm interested to see how Tice Thompson develops. As he as he goes along at Providence, um, he caught absolute fire at the start of the year. I think he had something like twenty five points in his first seventeen games, and 16, 16 goals to boot. I mean, him him and Patrick wow. were a nice one two punch for Providence uh, in in the early going uh, before Moynihan got a little bit banged up, and then Ty Thompson. Cooled off a tiny bit, but he still averaged a good bit over a point a game for the season. So it, you know, it wasn't like it wasn't like he cooled off immensely; he just cooled off a little bit. Um, you know, aside from that, you know, obviously we talked about Nolan Foot already. Um, people have talked about Ty Smith and his and his rise extensively. Um, I'm interested to see what a guy like Jesper Boquist does next year in a system that is not John Hines. Uh, yeah. Only because he looks so good in the second half for for bigger than mm-hmm. gen- generating scoring right. chances and playing in the top six. Um, yeah, then you get mm-hmm. uh, true wild card of wild cards. What about? Uh, I'm, I'm, what about I'm looking A2 forward Pakeela? to seeing what he does, especially in the, in the next year or two. Uh, there is one guy that actually I'm a little bit more intrigued just because of the way he played in the MHL last year, and, and that had to be Gritsuk. Wow. Wow. I, I, I do not th- Yeah. I, I don't Ooh. quite think people realize just how good of a two-way player he, 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 he became in the last year. Uh, the MHL is not always known for that. They're a little bit more known for their scoring, and sometimes... Occasionally physical play, but this guy has all the tools, and it's it's ridiculous to think that just teams just kept passing on him left, right, sideways. It it should have never happened. Do do you think he's like this generation's version of Pavel Datsyuk, being that similarly late in the draft? Or yeah, his is it because size, of size and skill that some people that was overlooked, overlooked and the devils witnessed something. When he was drafted, he was a shade under 160. 
and I think he was about five eight and a half or five nine. He's now five ten. Um, mm-hmm. He's five ten. He's he's put on a little bit more weight. Some some Ooh, people have him as me. high as one hundred and seventy five pounds now. I know he's listed at like one sixty eight or so, uh, but you know he is starting to put on more and more muscle, and. Now the the limited amount of time that I I saw him, in the M, you know the the M, MHL he looked flat out dominant. He really did, especially the last last thirty games of the season, guys. He had forty one points that included twenty one goals. So I mean he put it together. I mean he had a nice he had a nice hey. balance. You know second there portion we go. of the season. Well, I mean really it was the final two thirds of the season, but. People forget that it, you know it's not an eighty-two game schedule like it is yeah. right here. It's more like a sixty-game schedule. So, it's a, it's a, it's, and it's and it's good for it was good for him because he look. Yeah. Let's be honest. That's a this is a guy that in 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 the prospect ranks, I never played more than thirty-six games in a season. So, the fact that a he was able to stay healthy and b get even better as the, as the season wore on. Oof. I mean, I'd, I'd be very shocked if he's not in the K, K next year. I'd be very shocked. See, that's what I'm trying to Who, who would be his parent club like, for the well, KHL I mean, if, if he's able to get an out clause? Uh, last year. Uh, actually, actually renamed uh, because for, for the M. So his parents would, would be indeed Evan Gardops. Uh, my brain had like you know it's like it's like gee wait a minute wait a minute no yeah yeah it makes sense now um, but yeah he would he would play for them I think he would do well for them I mean his his skills lend well to the t- type of style that they play and you know he did he did well on their he did excellent in the under seventeen team it was ridiculous. Just, just how good, how good he was, um, and that's where people, you know, first noticed him. To be honest, but they were like, "Oh, he's too short. He's this. He's that." And no, I mean, this is a player that can play. I, I, I always thought he was a round two or round three guy at worst, and the fact that he went all the way in the fifth is is still something that blows my mind. Who would you think of him as if he was a past mm. or present NHL player? So it's tough because he has the, he ability, screams this he has the ability to score a little more than a Datsuk. Um, but he doesn't quite have the shooting prowess of, a, say, a Kucherov. Or Kucherov can just pepper a goalie and has moves, moves galore. But he has a little bit of both players. There's a little bit of a blend. So if you took the two of them and you combined them together, he would be like a poor man's version of that. And that's not terrible. That's not bad at all. I mean, I no, I'm that's not, not bad I'm, at all. I could huh. sit there and say I'm not going to complain. I that's, I that's very decent to him just because you know you're watching this guy that's probably 160, 165 soaking wet, plowing over guys that are 215, 220. I mean. That's impressive. I mean, yes, I know it's the MHL. It's not even the K. I I, I get that. Oof. 
Yes. Yeah, but you're one. But you're one sixty-five soaking wet, plowing over guys that are tw- almost twice I mean, your size. This is something like, I do at work every day. Like, come but on. still, I mean, but yeah, this isn't on the ice, <laughs> and this isn't at, that's never at full speed. I mean, he's doing this at full speed already. So, so you're you're, you're figuring this is a guy yeah. that's not, you know, going to be twenty. That's 20. amazing. That's it. So. There's plenty of there's plenty of time. People yeah. have to be a little bit patient, with, with, and it's not it's not because he's a European player. It's just he's, he was brought through his system a little bit slower. That's all. It does it doesn't mean signs of panic. It doesn't mean say yeah. hey you know oh my god you know oh this guy's a bust already. Like half half of the New Jersey media has said about Jack Hughes already. <laughs> I mean, don't get me started on this. Look, look, you, you, you everybody oh, knows know. my opinion on this. Chris probably knows it from my Twitter account, and you know, or or maybe not. I don't know. I I always said because you know I know like guys over in Punch and Piss Force is like always you know look at you now when they then when he would always score a goal. Did trying to, I said I never said he couldn't play in the NHL. I just said he was too small and needed to put on his man weight. That's all I said. I never said this was a bad pick. I just said he was too small. Yeah, and he needed nowhere, a year to develop. You, you couldn't have him develop. I mean, it's unfortunate that there's no rule that says you can file an uh, a exception of sorts and have him play in the A, which would have been great. AHL for him, which would have been good. Uh, would, would, I would, I, I, I hope someday they do. That should be, time. that should be something new that they implement. Because it's the NHL, but it, you, you would think it'd be, it would be, it would be nice. A new option. Some of the development disasters we've seen over the last five to ten years long. Like, look at look at the way Yakupov was rushed. I know he's a first, who was a first overall pick, but you didn't and, need and to, to be rush honest, him all the way he wasn't even a first overall it's, pick. That's true. No, it's more like a twentieth pick. It's true. Yeah, I mean, and then you can just look at our look at the Devils themselves since the since two thousand. By the way, if you go back, because I was at when I was doing my uh, Boom Bust series, um, I went back and the. Last Devils best last draft was the year two thousand. Like you can find a couple guys here and there, but all of them pretty much bad outside of a handful of guys. That's it. Um, but even with the Devils, they're finally getting back to what made them successful: drafting and developing. It's, it's, and it's, it's been a while. So guys. nice to see. It really has been. Yeah. It's been a long time. It's been a long time coming. And I do want to touch on some of the players that you're going to eventually give us for a mock draft uh, right before the draft comes. Right. Now, uh, give uh, us a little a bit of a spoiler of yeah, your I, first. I've done this for a while. Yeah. Obviously, everybody knows Lafreniere is going number one. He, does, he, doesn't, he, doesn't go no, he doesn't go number one. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, 
we're just throwing everything away. Um, I I have fun with these mock drafts just because well, I have certain players that well let's just let's just say uh, it'll cause a considerable amount of debate just because it's like hmm, best player available versus what could happen. So here's where it gets fun. Obviously, I have by I have Quentin Byfield at two. I think is a perfect fit for Ottawa. Ottawa absolutely needs a big playmaking center. Byfield is conservatively listed at 214. I call BS. He's probably 220-something. The guy is built like a bloody tank. And and the and the and the tank has upgrades. Uh, yes, I get I get. There's some issues with yada 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 again skating. Blah 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 blah. He's a center. It's okay if he's on the wings. That's a problem. If he's a center. You can live with it. You can. Te- there's things you can teach. Um, they can afford to take Byfield at two because Ottawa probably will come back and take Stolce at three. They 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 like the way he plays. They they've liked him for a long long time. Uh, after that, it gets interesting. You basically have five guys that could go anywhere from four to eight with these. So you have Alexander Holtz, Cole Perfetti, Lucas Raymond. Marco Rossi, who could be the steal of the draft. It just it, it just depends on what team he goes to. And then Jamie Jamie Drysdale, who's risen up quite a bit, uh, not as big as say an Emil Andre, but he's made a pretty mercurial rise through the rankings uh, over the last twelve months. Uh, so after you have that like like sort of that traffic jam from four to eight. So the Devils could draft anybody from Holtz to Raymond to Rossi. Um, I don't think they. I don't think at six they would take a Drysdale because I think they'll be better, slightly a slightly better player available at, at six. I mean Drysdale is very good. He's top ten caliber. He's just not sixth, which is kind of rough to say. You're you're kind of hemming and hawing a little bit, but I think the Devils have somebody else in mind that they want to take even a 10. That's not Drysdale. It's one of those things where it's like, hmm, you kind of, kind of have to see how, how it all pans out, um, how many reaches and surprises there are from, say, 11 onward. Because the big coin flip is that do the did, would the Devils consider taking Askarov at 10? And I can't see it. I can't see it, guys. You're not the only people that see it. I, yeah, at this point, you know, I do like some of the other goalie prospects out there. Um, I know that some goaltenders from Russia have fallen a little bit back in the draft over the years, so you can possibly risk a little bit later in the late first. But um, I think at 10, 
my pick would definitely be Jan Mishak, possibly. Um, it's funny because a lot of a lot of people are all over the place with him as well. Um, it's a ton of arguments. It's like one way or the other with him. Um, he could go anywhere from 10 to 30-something. I mean, this, this is a way deeper draft than the pundits are reporting. I mean, your, your true expert or your guys that have been like entrenched into this draft will point out that this probably is one of the best, could be one of the best drafts since 2003. I mean, this is this is the one year where most of the, most of the yeah, I definitely can see it. Healthy, I like can agree years with that. Ago where I... where everybody said, okay, you know, this is it. It's going to be a really good draft, and then all the top guys started getting injured. Um, this is not the case this year. Everyone has everyone has pretty much stayed healthy. A lot of players have stepped up in the second half, making decisions that much more complicated. And you have at least 50 to 70 guys that could easily make the NHL in three years or less. Because last year's draft, you know, only two first round picks came out of that draft in 2019 being Jack Hughes and Capo Caco. Although they did light the world on fire, they did established some sort of points game and started to learn the game a little bit better than uh, just, you know, being totally lost. Do you see this upcoming draft class versus next year? I do. You know, being um, there's always, there's always some similar, sort of correction better for defensemen. occurs after, after a few seasons. And I, I think you're going to see that after this year in particular. Uh, just because of the offensive talent that is coming out from this draft, uh, usually there is a there is a sort of balance, and I think you do see that for the twenty twenty one draft. There will be, there there will be offensive firepower. Don't worry. Um, but I just see more of a a a shift towards the defensive side of things, <laughs> especially after next season. Yeah, definitely. So this, so the, so this should be a precautionary tale for Devils right. fans not to be mad if we don't pick a defenseman in this year's draft or just one, because they're probably saving that capital for the next upcoming draft in twenty twenty one. Do you also see goalies better next year in twenty twenty one, or do you think there's some uh, undrafted wait, free agents? Honestly, I'd wait a year. The Devils could. I, I know go it's not for. a popular opinion necessarily, um, but if you could if you could find somebody in free agency uh, that you think is better than Corey Schneider at this point, and you can stomach buying him out, go for it. Don't 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 hesitate. Don't hesitate, though. That's the key. Uh, yeah, you can't just you can't just go slow about. You got to do it. You have to pull the trigger. Saw how that worked. It didn't. Yeah. 
It didn't work. And they can't do the same thing again. They yeah, can't the only, have the same. The only way that they again. can is if it's, you can it, guarantee you just can't that do Corey it. Snyder's going to stay healthy and as much as as much right. as you love the guy and his work ethic for coming back and looking great over the last portion of the season. Can you get anything close to that at the beginning of the year where he could stay healthy? And that answer is an I don't know. I I know this sounds kind of bonkers. You know, Jim and I talk about opening night being like the ending of the season the, pretty much. I would more say like, set the tone uh, for how the season was going to go when you blow a 4 nothing lead to the Winnipeg Jets. Don't get me wrong. Winnipeg's yeah. a great team. 4-1. But you're up 4 nothing. They're an excellent after team. After two periods. Or 4-1 after, after two periods. But you're up 4 nothing midway through the second period. There's yeah, no you way figured, you especially after that the Blake you need Holman to lose that game. Goal. You figured that game was over. You really did. Yeah. And, and it it just, it just had that look. And then I, I, think, yeah. I think maybe it was Coleman again oh, no. almost scored to make it 5 nothing, And you're like, oh, yeah, this thing's over. And then, then it wasn't. So, I mean, uh, yeah, that's tough. Mm. It, it, it's just tough. I mean, but, there were a lot of things like, and we, you know, people can blame John Hines and, you know, Shiro for not pulling the trigger sooner because I, I personally do think if they pulled the trigger sooner when everybody was saying to pull the trigger in October, the Devils might have been one of the four points. teams in this playoff. They so, could have easily. You know, just the decision making, and I don't think we'll have that problem with Fitzgerald because, it, you know, his resume at the trade deadline, he did mm-hmm. thought he did really well. We graded him as an A. Had other people on, yeah, A minus. Everybody agreed pretty much. A minus. You know that it's a good grade for him, especially what he got for Andy Green. Didn't really think he was going to get that for him, but hey, you know what? It's a trade deadline. But the one, the one thing I do like, and and I, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but. You you mentioned the prospects over like the last five to ten years we've seen everywhere. Right. They're put in positions not to succeed, and that's just my view of it and my opinion on it. Um, especially you can see it like Jack Hughes comes in; he's not not supposed to be playing fourth line. You drafted him no, you're, you drafted him first overall or third line as a second line center. Put him with guys he can perform with, and we saw that with right. Boquist when he was put in the top six. He looked great. He 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 fit in. He was able he to was awesome. skate and handle the pace. He looked uh, awesome, he was especially not, he was in not Winnipeg. bogged down with guys like Rooney and Hayden. That's the reality of it. He was not he was not bogged down, and these are guys that need to play with pace. Yeah. And if they don't play with pace, unfortunately, you know, a guy like Bocas is still young enough where he doesn't necessarily handle it well. And it shows. And do you think also the GM will also factor in the the way that, you know, you need to have fluidity all the time, you know, on the top two and then see where your third and fourth lines look and go from there with that can. blueprint. Do you think it's they'll be able to roll three it. lines if they get uh, Gallant? He he finds a way to do it efficiently enough. It won't be an issue. 
but this probably could very well be his biggest decision if he becomes coach of the Devils is how he handles that bottom six. Yeah, because they, I mean, they have guys that can, so many, it's such a mishmash of, like, guys, like, how do you turn a, can you have another, like, can you have a checking line? I mean, obviously, Zajac is there. He's not going anywhere. Um, he's a, he's a lifer. Um, but, you know, you're down the middle is, right now, is he sheer Hughes, Zajac, and then, I don't know, throw somebody on a fourth line. Um, but that, that's your top three centers right there and now mix and match start mixing and matching guys and see who you're going to get in free agency too that'll come in and fit because i know they have a need at you know left defense as well um it's just it's just great it's just you know it's just a mess there that again you know shiro did his best to fix the mess lou made towards the end he had to deal with the misfit toys um, and go through the garbage and weed out stuff. And you can see it because I believe two devil's prospects that they, I think it was Lou's draft, or maybe it was Shiro's draft. Yeah, were probably they're... not signing. Oh, Holsher and, uh, yeah, there's and a, what's there's his a, name? Oh, yeah. Geez. I'm blanking on the second guy. I'm too. blanking on the second one. Mard. Yeah. Yeah. He's long gone. I mean, it just wasn't going to work out. Uh, Oh, yeah. Xavier Bernard. Well, what was right, the, simply co- can simply you explain to the fans or listeners lack of um, progress exactly the down, their it, downfall? It really does. And for, and, and for both of them, people can say injuries, etc. But I mean, we didn't we didn't have Bernard mentioned last year in our in our Dauber, Dauber prospects reports simply because. He had fallen so far fantasy potential wise. It basically just fell into ir- irrelevance. And that's hard to do, guys, when you have a list of over 40 players. It really is. Um, you know, just, just counting up real quick. Wow. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You know, 10, 10, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, do a little more math. Yeah, it's just about almost 40 players, guys. <laughs> yeah, just completely gone. I mean, wow. And you, and, and you just fall out of irrelevant. Wow. Okay, so how for me do you personally, I do it a little bit points to the most. NHL points um, on the I, I, Dauber I try to ranking. I try to hedge a little bit between... Uh, what is their uh, what is their fantasy upside in the term terms of offense? Whereas their NHL certainty is literally, can they make an NHL roster in a couple years or less? Uh, you know, guy like a guy like Fred, Frederick Clayson, for example, is a player that never should lead, see the light of day of an NHL roster. I get he was traded. They want to see what he could do. But this is just the type of guy that after a few games, every every opposing coach that's worth a damn is going to figure out his shortcomings quick and be able to exploit them. It's just, just that simple. 
Um, well, I mean, he's a perfect fit for so, Binghamton. And he played there before. Clayson's pretty Ottawa much was, gone at this point. There. So I wouldn't be shocked if he winds up just going down the, to uh, Bingo at some point and play, at least playing out his contract potentially. Um, but other than that, if he, if he sees more than a few NHL games, then I'm, then I'm, I'm worried. I'm very, very worried. And speaking of the defense, uh, mm-hmm. Devils fans over the over the season, you know, were banging their heads about um, the Taylor Hall trade, and I know I was banging my head a little bit. But when I watched, you know, Kevin Ball highlights, and it seemed like when I was contributing for Pucks and Pitchforks at the time, I, I started analyzing him. I, I saw that six foot seven. I saw that he could skate, and it made me think when I watched a YouTube segment of how Zdeno Chara was a young prospect from Slovakia who got drafted by the Islanders. And I was like, Hmm, okay. We going somewhere. Um, Now we just got to make sure this team harnesses him and channels it to NHL caliber. What do you see? He's improving. Some people just don't, uh, much See like the light of day. much like a Nathan Bastion, he just he just finds a way to improve a little bit more at each level. Um, you know, last year, for example, I mean, look, over if it was an eighty-two game season, he was on pace for forty-eight points. That's not bad. I mean, ten 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 goal ten goals, forty-eight points. Now, granted, yeah, he's on at all. pace for a hundred and twenty plus penalty minutes. Eh, I can. I can I, that's gotta come down a little. That can come down a little bit, um, but no, it's gotta. That can you know, come down. We, you know, we do. We, I, I started taking a little bit a look at his. You know, uh, what they call the um, go P P N H L E or the, the N H L projection, and you know he's right on the cusp of basically a top top four defenseman already. So he's, you know, he's right there. I mean, if you look at flat lines, right just below it. Okay. But remember, that's something that takes into consideration mostly just points per game, league, age, and position. That doesn't take into account his defensive ability, which keeps improving. Okay. So if you take a look at the defensive ability, he's probably a top four guy. In the next year or two, um, is that in the NHL? No, that'd be a little bit longer, obviously. Um, but if he were to go to the AHL, it would not take him long to rise to the ranks. Which is good news for Devils fans because obviously, you know, with Ty Smith coming along, which you know, I mean, many people and thought he should have made the team this year. Mm-hmm. Now, I he didn't, and he didn't because of what happened the year before. Uh, again, he wins all the awards. I mean, it would be shocking not to see him in the NHL at least for start the year, right? Next year, I mean, whenever 
next season starts and training camp and all that stuff. But again, which throws off, right. you know, which comes into question, okay, what about junior seasons and when are they going to start? We don't know. And, we, there, you know, there is absolutely just be no realigned again right from anybody yeah. because they don't know until the NHL knows. They just don't. And anybody who says that they have information on it, no, they don't. Yeah, it's it's inaccurate or premature, and we just have to wait. I mean, no, none of us in the media like probably anything. It's true. We're we're notoriously bad about this. No, and, and we know it. And we apologize humbly no. often on the air for it. But that's how we are. I mean, look. Yeah, I, I said it to people. It's like, okay. I said, I got three <laughs> stories that I'm sitting on that I've sat on for a couple of weeks now. Do I want to report them? Yeah. Can I? No. How much trouble would I get into? I mean, I, st- I still no. remember sitting there. I could not report the Patrick Eliash, David, David Clarkson garbage can incident because it involved me directly. I happened to wow. walk in the day before Patrick Eliash's birthday, oh, which geez. is also coincidentally my birthday as well. Nice birthday to share, by the way. Um, and people people forget that this was this was during the shortened yep. season. This is when you know yeah. 2013, when the Devils started <laughs> off so good, we're like 12 and four after 16 games, and David Carson was being nominated for sainthood. And then the the freak Berger injury happened. We were all traveling to the game. Five o'clock game, Winnipeg, go figure. <laughs> and there was a report that Berger had this freak injury and that he wouldn't be playing. And the season went completely south after that. Um, now, the thing is this, and, and I say and I say this often. Be aware of, of this sort of, of, of this sort of thing you know, as as we go, as we go forward, because um, you never you never really do you never know you just you just never do. Right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you couldn't make this up. I mean, people thought that Bruder like all these exactly. Off, it was just I mean, happened behind there, the scenes. There were so many crazy stories that it's like, nope, he had an injury. He had a, 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 a fine motor non-contact contact injury. And it was that simple. And he... Well, what was it? Oh, yeah. I was, somebody told me a story about um, 96... Um, one of the guys I trained with used to, did his internship with the Devils. You might have heard about this. Um, right. There was, you know, obviously the guys, you know, you see the locker rooms, you go in. The one, what was yep. the one thing the Devils players like back then like to do? Like to play Shut ping up. pong. That ping pong table was quickly removed yep. after. Somebody got hurt going down the stretch of the yep. end of the regular season. 
people where the devils could have made the playoffs. People just forget about these stories, and it's like, uh, well, you're probably better off forgetting about them to a point because, oh, I mean, I, that still was a nightmare. Of yeah, nightmare exactly. I, I remember no. sitting there legitimately, you know, that and obviously 2013. Um, but, you know, 96, I turned 21. My brother, brother and I are celebrating the fact that and it's like, hey, you know, it's like you know, a friend of ours wedding. You're turning 21. You can drink. Stefan Richet is not going to not going to steal your beer. Um, hmm. True story. It actually happened. Stole my beer. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> if, if anybody remembers the old come on Dev- Stefan what are you Devil's doing man at Mayfair oh, Farms in West Orange come on Richie it did come not on. matter how old you were if oh, you yes. looked somewhat close to 21 you were drinking I got looked soft and the players would serve you, were you. they didn't care oh yeah they didn't, they, they're not checking ID Ooh. I mean you really think they were going to no, check ID they didn't give a shit. half of them were just as crocked so um, that was just how it, it's how it was back then, and and you know, now, of course, you then fast forward to 2013 and the flying garbage cans. After an April 12th Devils loss, the next people forget the next day was the, was the uh relief the the charity relief game for Hurricane Sandy, which had. Which happened to be again on, well, what do you know? My birthday, which is right. also Eliash's birthday. I remember there was a chair. I go in to interview a completely different player other than Eliash. Or Clarkson, for that matter. Well, that was down in. No, um, no, this is the actual game in New, New Jersey. AC, with that was Garen, the AC game, right? Like half of AC? the old Russian players. And oh yeah, I was there sudden, for that game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was I there hear for that. Yep. Just a series of expletives and checks, and I immediately know it's Eliash. And then I see this garbage can fly over my head, and I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, this is how it ends, huh? You're gonna die at the hands of one of your favorite hockey players. Well, it's not a bad way to go. Not bad." He see he, no, Elias true like thirty feet across the room, and I don't <laughs> think it was empty either. I remember having so a wait, good bit of stuff. Through that it, can? So it wasn't like it was just a little like ten pound can. I mean, this probably was a good 25, 30 pounds, and he just hurled it, and I mean, it came probably within six inches of me. <laughs> I walk in and I look and I'm like, Oof. is it safe? And he's like, oh shit. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, Chris. I did not see you. And I'm like, it's okay. And he's like, are you all right? And I'm like, uh, a little shaken. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, you don't, you, don't, you don't get fully weighted garbage cans thrown at you on a daily basis. Um, <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no, it's funny. So, like going back to the misinformation <laughs> er- 
thing like you were talking about. It was funny because it reminds me of a story. Um, actually, it was probably a couple of weeks ago. So there's a guy, Clay Travis, um, works for Outkick the Coverage, right? And you know, they do mostly football, baseball, you know, basketball stuff. Then all of a sudden, I see this story pop on my timeline from Outkick, so and so reporting that hockey would be back July 6th. And I start reading it. I'm like, source says July 6th. I'm like, like, who is this source and who is he talking to? So I started t- talking to people I know. He's like, no one's ever right. set a date. Everybody knows it's the end of July because we're not even in phase two yet. I'm like, this, and I'm, and so I emailed the guy. I was like, dude, and I, I, I tweeted, I'm like, buddy, you do realize that the NHL has never come out with a date yet. And anybody in the hockey world knows it's not going to be early July. Like, like, can you not like spread like false information here? Because it's not true. If yeah, anything, training camp would start it's July sixth, mid to before, late July. It's uh, not even close to early start. July. Yeah. And right now they're they're putting training camps and, that, and that's fine. July tenth, the early two to three weeks. Okay. End of July, maybe first week of August. Personally, I think they need to get their. I think they need to be the first ones to go before the should. NBA. Keyword should. They should. Well, they should should be the first ones to go because you have that Olympic window in mm. there that you know NBC needs to fill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they want to keep that I mean, escrow it's a, down. It's a unique Dennis time Burr in that sense because obviously they need to keep it down thirty five percent from the escrow. You have time to fill. You have a possibility that time the to fill. may never get off the ground be, this year. You could put it on the main network, which I'm putting to not returning, but that's okay. I mean, look, I'm a baseball fan, but you know what? They're doing it to themselves. So, like hockey did it to themselves in 0405. Um, but they we needed major changes. That's fine. But you know, yeah, you get with it, Major League Baseball. Yeah, they're falling behind. But hockey's actually getting ahead of the game. But the NBA did, you know, get a little bit ahead of the game as well. So, you know, Batman yeah. and Silver are all trying to, you know, get a foothold or skate hold of now, this whole COVID-19 situation. But hearing phase two now, from the NHL now, do you is a want great to start. Be first necessarily, uh, it's not especially the if something mo- goes wrong. most wonderful news, but it's good news. No, you don't want to be first in that aspect, but you want to be no. first you do. for TV. I mean, just looking at it, well, because we know what Max Kellerman said yesterday. Nobody watches hockey in America. No one cares yep. about hockey in America. And, like, look, I told people yesterday, I said, that's his job. He, he makes hot takes. You're falling into the trap. 
Even Barstool put it up. They're like, dude, just like, don't worry about what he says. But in hockey's case, it would be good for them because they feel like they are, at least to, like, if you, obviously I'm a hockey fan. We're all hockey fans. We all love hockey. We can put it over a lot of sports. But if you were looking from the outside, say, you know, maybe them getting out before the NBA can maybe right. finally put them in equal footing or not be treated as a second-class citizen anymore. And this would be a big step. Just because you'd be able, you'd be able to sneak it in. Watching. You got you got the perfect window. If, if God forbid, if and that God would forbid be... the NFL does decide to delay things by a month, that's even better. Uh, you now, college football, who knows you know, right. what you're not going be up against like as far as quality of play. We don't really know. And plus, the first month is usually, in most cases, not garbage, but it's substandard. I mean, I, especially the first few, this was the first few, first couple weeks. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. Well, it matters, but usually the first week of games is blowout city. Um, from what my understanding is about the college football aspect is this, this season, pro, right, I mean, from different people, if you talk to, like, one of my friends is a fan of Rutgers, they say they're going to play 12 games this year. My uncle's okay. a season ticket holder, too. That's, so. so, 12 games, okay, that's lofty. Realistically, I can see 10, right. 9 all-conference with one regional out-of-conference game where you're busting. That isn't bad. And the season starts later. I'm okay with it. But, again, the big factor is, you know, how everything's going to play out. And, but, like you said, hey, at least, we don't know. At least we're a few steps closer to actually play. Exactly. We are, and that's a good thing because I think people are just ready for some sports and ready for just to get back on the ice, back on the court, just talk about some, just have some fun again. And you know, I I I put up um, a uh, one of the guys that does from with my nightcap recap sports interaction. They put out some lines for early um, for betting. I don't know if any of the places you're working with have put out any future yeah, early okay. lines yet for like. Playoffs. Okay. There's definitely the been a uh, Boston's your early favorite by a nice. smidge. Not by much. You know, of Tamp- basically because of Tampa Bay's run right before the pause. Uh, they almost caught Boston. So they're, they're pretty much right next to each other. And then after that goes down. Um, uh, they're right around about where Dallas is. Um, what about Pittsburgh? They're, they're worse their worst spread was plus fourteen hundred, so along with Dallas. So, do you think you're going to hedge the ones that are the least popular ones? And yeah, I'm a, see if, if any if of those Dallas, make any if big Dallas ones. Can stay as low as plus seventeen hundred. Uh, I'm I'm running it. Uh, I'm just just. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think somebody's going to come to their senses <laughs> and eventually the books are going to correct themselves. 
because you look and it's like, okay, Philly is plus 13 under right now. And it's like, yeah, I know they've been pretty good, but it, it's reputation. Mm. You know, and you don't want reputation to play too much into it, but it kind of does with them uh, until they actually do it. It's kind of like with Washington until they actually do it. You're always going to think it. Yeah. They can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're still um, a I They still are. Um, like I, like I, um, like I was posting uh, last night, like some of the numbers for guys, like if they were, they were due like have a qualifying round. I know I've seen like McDavid and Drysdale be points leaders just after a qualifying round. I saw I was my, myself was like I was telling people I was like you know a sneaky good pick here is like Crosby plus four hundred fourteen hundred or like Panarin plus twelve hundred. Yeah, I could just like see it, like like one of those guys do it or. I'm- you know, some pick somebody else. I'm gonna go on the record. Crosby's gonna, he's he's gonna do his postseason yeah. wonders, and that 1400 would be worth something. <laughs> or would you take like would you take a Pedersen at plus twenty five? Mm. Like, you know, Vancouver. You know, I could. I yeah, I could see it. I, I mean, it's a sneaky good play. It's a sneaky mm-hmm. good play. Yeah. Would I have the balls to do it? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's why I go with the good old yep. twelve hundred on um, on Cro- on Crosby just betting a dollar. <laughs> but uh, I'm not just saying I'm yeah. going to do it. You just never know. Sometimes these sports books, <laughs> it just could it could be very lucrative if one person yeah, bets I mean, a dollar right on each now player. And you got a lot of time to consider it right now and then. Like, do you pull the trigger on the number now, or do you risk it and wait a little bit? Yeah, at this point, it's too many weeks. I prefer waiting at this point. And you never know who who re-injures by getting mm. by watching too much Netflix or eating too many pancakes. That too. <laughs> I don't. You have too many pancakes. It's a bad thing. <laughs> not, not unless if you take out the amount of water and you swap that amount of water for uh, mm, seltzer. And Bud Light seltzer would be a good mm. one. But it's vintage. Uh, vintage seltzer right. is is the one I use for my pancakes. Makes it fluffy. Still freaking hungry. That's so hopefully you had your dinner. Um. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah this guy. Yeah, I mean, talk, oh, I, I ate pretty good tonight, and I'm still hungry. No, that's, good a good that's, good mm. that's good. The peanut butter sauce. Yeah. The, ooh, interesting combo. Interesting combo. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting, definitely, with the next you know coming weeks and days and months and. Yeah, it's just glad to have, just glad to have some sports. Yes, in some form. some way or another, I know the Spit and Chicklets did the Spit and Chicklets EA Twenty yeah. Cup, and it's still going mm-hmm. on, and it, it's on Twitch. 
So, but uh, we're gonna have to do Twitch sometime. It's not, I don't. It's not. Yeah, time. This, but... We got a lot of time. It's not that bad. We'll, we'll figure it out. We, we got, got time. time. We got time. It, 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 yeah, we, we got time. Don't <laughs> worry about it, Joe. We got. We got yes, some we time. Do. We still got time. I know. Right? It's not like. We're not like we're we're over this no. thing yet. So I mean, we're still we're still stuck inside. Well, not really, but we are. I'm on, but, I'm on my porch. Um. Yeah. So we're good. We're good. So, we're good in the neighborhood. Exactly. But I want to thank Chris for coming on tonight. I know he reached out to me early in the week. He's like, "Yo, when when am I coming on?" So I was like, "All right, let's make it happen." Hey, I said um, yes. Thursday night. It's the uh, it was a good good time talking some hockey, reliving some old stories, and oh, it's not a problem. You know, it's just way getting it's, back it's talking about the game that we all love. Yeah, answer some questions, you know, take a minute a little bit, and get ready for for the season. It'll be like it basically would be us sitting here about say like August or so, getting ready for the season starting in October. So now now it's just like we're just resuming. Exactly. 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 We're just resuming. We're not. We're, we're talking about who can win, who's gonna, you know, who's gonna knock out who. You know, we're getting talk about playoffs and you know, bringing the conversation full circle. You know, how about Cam um, Atkinson? You know, taking I'm shots at Columbus. It wouldn't shock me if Columbus pulled the upset. Mm. If there's if there's if there's one coach that could absolutely infuriate an opponent, I wouldn't be. It's John Tortorella. And I, 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 I think I think they could drive Toronto absolutely crazy, especially against a guy. It's his first. Yep. It's his first kick at the playoffs. Tortorella has been there many times before. Uh, oh, um, you you really better come out hot because uh, if, if they don't, it's gonna it's gonna be exactly what happened with Columbus and Tampa last year. Yeah. It will I, be, and it, it won't be fun to watch. And if yep. you're going by March Madness statistics, now that we have playing rounds, don't be surprised to see a 12 beat a 5. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at leave that. the numbers game at that. And I mean, we got so many days to count down until Phase 2 starts, and maybe Phase 3 will come a little bit quicker. Hopefully. Fingers oh, crossed. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Chris, so much. The only thing we can can do on this podcast is wrap it up properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll and I'll try to do that because I thought I did a pretty good wrap, but then we talked a little <laughs> bit more. So, but uh, thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we'll have everything up later on. Chris, thanks for coming on, and uh, you know, guys, just enjoy your weekend, enjoy We're your out. night, and uh, get forward to looking forward to some hockey come July.